This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I'm Ken Absolut, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire, a world I am very thankful to have. I think you guys might be, too, if you're listening now, if you follow the show. That's probably where your mind goes sometimes, too. I've had a bad week, bad week in real life, but other people have had worse weeks. And then my day-to-day, I'm starting the weekend edition here of Daily Thrones, if you're listening on the app And not later with the podcast. I'm starting it late on a Friday night. Had some uh, medical stuff going on this morning. Not with me, a situation, and a person close to me. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. But I just couldn't get to recording. Just couldn't get to my normal life on top of the already bad week I've had. But you know what? As I grab my phone to record Daily Thrones, this is more of a, this is more of a confessional segment here. This isn't about who I think will die in season eight, all that kind of stuff. And we got some great questions and stuff to talk about here during the weekend edition of Daily Thrones. But I'm just thankful that we have this world to crawl into. It's why this stuff is important. I was watching video tonight of of students at the with the Ron Clark Music Academy. Uh, find out that they're going to go see Black Panther, and then just pandemonium erupts. Cameras capture these kids. Uh, laughing, joking, dancing, celebrating, moved by this thought to go see Black Panther, uh, which is going to be a, I think, record-breaking movie for uh, uh, February in in particular and and just do so much uh, good work. And I look at that. I look at what that movie is is meaning to so many people. I I look at what Star Wars, something that I'm uh, passionate about, what it means to so many people. And that's why I get sometimes defensive when uh, people shrug it off or even when I you know, say, what do I do for a living now? And I had a, had a day job I hated for a long time, 17 years. I'm fortunate enough to do some of the things I, I, I've had the chance to do the last couple of years, even when jobs come and go. I get to talk about Game of Thrones. I get to have uh, fun discussing it with, with a passionate fandom. And you guys here who listen here on Daily Thrones, uh, you've done such a good job building up this community. I keep talking about it. I, it's not just a, a, a catchphrase that your voice matters to me, uh, matters to the show even even more than my voice. That's what we've done. We have this place to crawl into. And I'm actually excited to pick up my phone, which is what I most of the time record Anchor on. A couple times I'll pre-tape some segments on my actual audio equipment. Um, but most times it's on the phone. And I love to just crawl into this world with you guys and celebrate. And even though I've had a bad week... Uh, and you may have had a worse week. You may have had a bad year. A lot of people have had a bad year. The nation's had a bad year. Whatever it is, we can crawl into the books, crawl into the maps. And what I'm going to do at some point tonight, when I finally settle in, just got home from a long day, I'm going to watch more of season seven. And sometimes, sometimes I'll do that. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to go back and watch uh, some stuff from season one, two, and just, and it's like, it's like being with old friends. It's like, ah, it's Ned and Jory Cassell and Roger Cassell and even, oh, there's Theon. 
I miss old young, naive, egotistical Theon. It's like old friends and the stories and the times and being able to think. It's not pointless distraction. We can gain so much uh, life knowledge, life coaching from these stories, these modern epics. I think George R. R. Martin's done a really good job with that. I mean, let's just say a great job. Uh, Amazing job. Wonderful job. Throw any descriptor you want in there. Uh, Much like uh, Lord of the Rings, which is another thing this week with things going bad around me. I uh, put on Fellowship of the Rings and just dove into that story. I love these modern myths. I love these epics. I love the lessons. I love the stories. I love the questions. I love discussing them with you guys. So the weekend edition of Daily Thrones is beginning right here, right now with a very straightforward, heartfelt confessional. I'm glad we have this. I'm glad you guys are here listening. Let's keep going. Spread the word. Get more people here into the Daily Thrones community. Let's keep building because season eight is still a long ways away, but it's closer than we think. And we want more people to have fun discussing stuff with us. Let's talk about some things. We've been talking about the last shot. What might be the last shot of the series? Well, that's another side of that conversation. We're going to start having it here. Hey, Ken. So I've just been loving all of the talk about the last shot. Um, It's something that always intrigues me. What's the first shot of the season going to be and what's the last going to be? Regardless of what show it is, it's something that always is on my mind. So all the talk of the last shot, I'm, I'm wondering if anyone has any any ideas now that we've gotten a little bit further down the line, season seven's worn off a little bit, and we're waiting for eight now more so than we are uh, dealing with the, the events of seven. Um, so I wonder if anybody has any ideas for what the first scene will be uh, for season eight. For me, I'd like to see Howland and Mira Reed show up at Winterfell. I think it'd be a great first shot to have the gates of Winterfell opening. Those two dumb guards standing there again, doing the same thing they did to Arya. Um, that or pick up exactly where it left off at the end of Season 7. Don't think we have a lot of time left for time jumps. So that works either way for me. Uh, I'd love to know what everyone else thinks. Thanks for taking the call and have a great day. So, it would only make sense that if we spent so much time talking about what could the last shot of Season 8 be that we follow Sir Thomas Atoll's excellent lead here and turn to what the first shot will be. How will season eight begin? Let's try to nail this down. No spoilers if you've heard anything or read any news stories. I have not still avoiding it as best I can. I guess the biggest question is time jump. How far? Generally, I mean, I'm not going to put it down into a box of months or weeks. Generally, each season, uh, time has passed. There's been enough time. From five to six, well, we know that uh, the time was essentially, at least with the main story, uh, which was Jon Snow's death and possible resurrection early on with Davos finding the body, it was it was almost immediate. But, as we know, the timelines can, can get muddled. We talked about that a couple days ago here on Daily Thrones. Um, the timelines going into Season 8 could be all over the place. I think, though, with less stories, we are getting to the point where uh, we have only, not, a, not just a few main characters, but I think you know what I mean. Going from 
Season one, we started smaller. Two, you're bigger. You introduce Stannis, Melisandre, Davos, all those characters. And then by three, there's a lot going on and a lot of characters. By four, Oberyn shows up. But I think by season four, it's almost like a new Game of Thrones. The new generation cast is in. A lot of the Starks are gone. The Red Wedding has uh, gotten rid of some people. Then we quickly lose Joffrey, and we got a whole bunch of characters. The story storylines were all over the place. We're all over Westeros and Essos. Now, season eight, more than any other season, we are kind of centralized. We're not worrying about Essos. We didn't much last year either, but now we're really not. No one's sailing over for, from Essos other than Euron. And I don't think we're going to see him recruiting the Golden Company. I think he'll already have them uh, on his ships and coming back. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but I just don't think it's the point of, hi, I'm Euron, you're the Golden Company, come on board. No, let's get it going. They're already on the ship heading over. But we're centralized. We've got, I think, in my mind, two big locations to worry about. King's Landing, Winterfell. we got a lot of other houses in the north. we got the Wall. Even though we know East Watch by the Sea has been breached, we do have to worry about Castle Black, and let's not forget the Shadow Tower. So, I think when the season begins, we don't necessarily need to be all over the place, and we could be kind of right where we left off, like Thomas was saying. Now, the idea of Howland Reed and Mirror Reed showing back up to Winterfell, well, that's interesting just because I still want to see Howland Reed on the show, and we, we, we believe the character is going to be back in the books or show up in the books. Uh, but it doesn't look like Mira is going to be involved. So um, I'm guessing I'm, 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 I'm trying to pin down the time jump and I think it'll be relatively immediate. I know we talked earlier about um, the possibility that we begin and the war has already gone on. The Night King has come on, come on down. Winter has arrived. King's Landing's burning and we go from there. But I think there will be a little bit of an anticipation. And I think the cold opening will be something with the Night King. I think we'll start there. This is really about winter finally arriving. And with it comes the threat that has been looming over the show and the characters and the story for seven seasons. We're dealing with that. Yes, there's the Iron Throne, Cersei, and a lot of other things that we might have to worry about, including, well, what will happen with John and Danny? But the crux of the story, the center of the story, at least for the first part of this very short six-episode season, will be the Night King. So I see, I'm guessing, that we're going to begin with the Night King. And the first shot will be him, maybe high above Viserion, looking down on his army and the kingdom that he feels he's about to conquer. But I could be wrong. What do you guys think? Let us know here on Daily Thrones. If you're on Twitter, find me at Catnaps. I can use the hashtag Daily Thrones. Let's see. What do you think the first shot of season eight will be? Valor Morghulis, all men must die, and we might be about to find that out. The weekend edition of Daily Thrones rolls on, and we're talking that first shot, that first sequence of season eight. This is the last time. Can they stick, not the landing, but the launch? It's their last chance to do it. Cold open credits and then something big what do you think's going on we've been talking about the final shot final sequence of season eight and this story we're now focusing on what might hit our eyes and our hearts first 
Hey, Ken, a really, really great question posed by Sir Thomas the Tall. And I, for some weird reason, I actually think the opening shot, what we're going to see, I actually think we're going to see Jamie on his horse. Yes, I think we're going to see Jamie on the horse. Maybe Braun is with him. Maybe he decided to follow him. I don't know. But, and I think Jamie will encounter some undead and have to kill some of them. Now, I don't think he's going to encounter the whole army or anything like that. I don't think he's going to die in the opening shot. But I do think he's going to encounter some of them. He's going to have to get out of a, a maybe a sticky situation. Maybe, maybe he barely just gets out. Maybe Bronze saves him. And then, yes, I do think we will see in the opening shot the Night King. All right, Eric is first, and I like what he's saying here. Maybe the season starts with a cold open. The first shot is on Jamie Lannister riding his horse. The last time we saw him, he was on that horse leaving King's Landing, saying goodbye to Cersei, not in the most friendly of ways, and the snow was beginning to fall in the south. He's seen a white. He saw it in the Dragon Pits, but he hasn't seen an entire group of them. He hasn't really experienced what they can do so maybe he comes upon four or five whites and has to fight them has to get away maybe he can't even destroy them and he, and he understands right then right there what he and everyone else including cersei will be in for i like this i can visualize it whether or not he meets up with Bronn at some point i don't know let's just say it's just jamie uh and what this does eric what you painted this this cold open is a focus on a main character. We have six episodes left with these main characters. We got to solve their problems, got to solve their lives, give them resolution, but deal with this big picture. And it's right there in front of us. And if the sequence somehow ends with the Night King, just uh, a camera pushing in on his face, I still think you kind of start with the Night King. Then, like like we said, we we know what we're in for. Jamie learns it right away. You almost have to wonder if at that point he'd turn around and head back down south. Burst back into Cersei. She's upset. I'm going to have you killed. He's like, don't worry about it. We're all going to die. This is what I encounter. We're in trouble. The battle must be on. Or maybe this will just strengthen his resolve to head north. To join the big fight. To join another fight. To not be part of what is going on with Cersei and her quest for power. So it would be an interesting, big, epic, but small and intimate moment, which is something we like in Game of Thrones. Hey, Ken, this is Jeremy. I was thinking about the opening for the season eight, and I don't know, I just feel like the, we're going to see this opening at the beginning of the ser- ser- this new season that's going to be like, I don't know, I'm just thinking I'm gonna, we're going to see the dead just ravaging some village or something somewhere along the way just kind of setting the tone for what the rest of this short six episode season is going to be like just to kind of get it started with this just massive craziness because it should be six episodes of craziness all right just thinking about it Jeremy calling in. He's next here on the first shot parade. He calls himself a geek with a side of nerd. And you're you're right, Jeremy. Six episodes of craziness. That's what I think we all kind of want for season eight. But we know we're going to have our quiet moments. And we like those just as well. But I think in season seven, we, we were amped up for something big, something large. And we got that. We got a lot of that. But 
the season started quieter than I think we expected, and that kind of threw a lot of us, and, and definitely myself, for a loop. Like, oh, okay, we only have seven episodes. Shouldn't we be getting two things? And it started slow, and that's not a bad decision. That's what we do like about Game of Thrones. But with seven versus ten episodes, I think we wanted to get right into it. We wanted to feel like every episode was a punch to the gut, to the heart, to the head. And with season eight, six episodes. Only six episodes to do that. Six episodes of crazy isn't a bad thought. Which is why Jeremy's opening is interesting to me. The battle rages. And I've talked about this. Maybe there's a bit of a time jump and the Night King has already taken over. Maybe this is about uh, almost like a rebellion fighting against this new king. Um, I don't necessarily think it will be he's marching and uh, we've got to all get ready for it. It might. And I think a lot of our conversations center around that being the idea that the siege of Winterfell will happen. Uh, the Battle of King's Landing will happen. Well, what if it's already going on? What if the time jump is just enough that this battle, the Night King's army marching down the south, it's already happened? And that's what Jeremy's saying here. I like the idea of opening up cold right into it. A village, a castle, one of the smaller houses being absolutely overrun by the Night King and his army. The immediate sense of terror, dread, helplessness, it would be there. Up front and center. A gut punch to that heart, gut, brain, senses, all of it. Be a pretty powerful choice. I wonder if they'll do it. Hey, Ken, Ken Ross. I agree with you, the Night King, but I also think this is going to be the largest cold opening that we've ever had. Let me explain. Uh, we're going to see a lot of the, the armies of the dead coming and walking through the wall. I don't believe there is going to be a lot of time jumping uh, from here to here. But as we move into the Night King, uh, we begin seeing flashes from the past. Uh, we begin to see Winterfell being built. We begin to see the wall being built. Uh, we begin to see someone who looks like Bran the Builder, but we haven't re re uh, seen his face. And it will ultimately land through these time jumps at the Mad King screaming, burn them all, burn them all, burn them all. And then we, as we phase through the uh, Mad King, we, go to, uh, we come out at Bran staring at the fire in his wheelchair, and the cold opening starts. Dun, 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 dun. You know what, Kevin? I like what you're pitching there. And I like what you're doing. You're incorporating your plan B theory. And we see the past. We see the history. We see the, some things we've always wanted to see. The wall being built. We've seen it start to come down. See Bran the Builder. We go to the Age of Heroes. We see it all. Maybe through the eyes of the Night King. Maybe through the eyes of Bran. Maybe through the eyes of both. It'd be a pretty massive beginning to the season. And I, and I can get behind that idea. Uh, we've talked about small little moments just on Jamie, Just on a, on a small house or village being destroyed. But what about all of it? What about the history? What about thousands of years? Maybe that's what this battle is also about. The Night King, this version of him, coming back for some sort of revenge. Bran, tied to it all. Three-eyed raven, nah, the three-eyed crow. It's all the same, and it's all in his mind. And maybe he was there, whispering in the Mad King's ears. Maybe he was there, building the wall. We would 
find out, possibly, at the end of it all. But to begin the show, begin the season with the most epic cold open yet. And with Kevin. That's not crazy at all. <laughs> 